This message is from Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. May God bless you as you listen to the anointed word of life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we praise the holy name. We worship you. We glorify you. Let the word that will go for this morning bring forth revival. That by reason of this message, your children will come to terms. That indeed you are all that matters in our lives. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Lord is good. The message is titled, Conclusion of the Whole Matter. Conclusion of what? Conclusion of the Whole Matter. We are taking a message from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, verses 13 to 14. Conclusion of the Whole Matter. The Whole Matter of Life. So let us hear the conclusion of the whole what? The summary of why we are here on earth. The summary of our journey on earth. The conclusion. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 13. Number one. Fear God. Fear neighbor. Fear God. The fear of God activates humility. The fear of God activates brokenness. The fear of God brings you to the turning point where we begin to ask this question. Place of personal cross-examination. The way I'm going, is it right? I think something is wrong. I'm moving too fast. I don't have to do it because other people are doing it. Is it placing unto the Lord? I think I need to retrace my step. The fear of the Lord. I don't want to end where other people are in. I want to end where the Lord wants me to end. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of the Lord. Number one, fear God. Number two, and keep his what? Commandments. Keep the Ten Commandments. Every other commandment he has given. The conclusion of the whole matter, fear God. If you do not have the fear of God, you cannot keep his commandments. You can't. You can't say, I love God, I love God, I love God. You're not keeping his commandment. Hmm? You can't love God and you're not keeping his commandment. You can only deceive yourself and you can only deceive fellow people that see you, but you cannot deceive God. He said again, for this is the whole duty of who? Your whole duty on earth. Your whole duty on earth. Anything that makes you place God as number two, anything that makes God not to matter in your life, will take you out of God's vision for you. Anything that makes you place God secondary, if your marriage, your family, your children, your business, your lifestyle, runs contrary to God's vision for your life. You don't have fear of God. If your pastor who God has sent as your early teacher is correcting you and you are standing rigid on your own self-justification, you don't have fear of God. If you know better than that man, God wouldn't have sent you to him. You can't be a teacher and a student at the same time. You can't go to a doctor, you tell the doctor how to heal you. Doctor can't be telling you it's appendicitis. You say it's headache. If you know he said that you shouldn't have gone to hospital now, you should have taken paracetamol to care yourself. There are headaches that are not just ordinary headaches. Headaches that transform to migraine. Headaches that could come as a result of stress. Headaches that could come as a result of eye problems. 
So if you see an ordinary headache, you, that one, you can't even handle it. We call it ordinary headache, but headache is not ordinary. It can kill. Why would you go to a doctor? Why do you submit to what the doctor tells you? But you can't submit to what God tells you. You come before a spiritual doctor, the man of God, and he tells you what God is saying about you. You begin to argue. Would that person be healed? That spiritual sickness will not go. So your natural doctor tells you what you need to deal in your life. You argue with him. That sickness will kill that person. We argue with the man of God. That spiritual sickness will kill that person. There are no two ways about that. It's one of the conclusion of the whole matter. What is it that matters to you? Is it your endless time? Is it your life of self-righteousness? Is it your life of self-justification? You want to do things your own way. And they're telling you there is, there is no way. Somebody, God is opening a person's eyes to tell you about your life. This is what the enemy is planning for you. You are God is opening the eyes of the man of God. There is danger in front. There is trap for you there. You are arguing. Do you want to die prematurely? Do you want to die without fulfilling? You don't have fear of God. That is why you are not submitting. You are not keeping his commandment. That is why that premature day is coming closer to that person. Believe the Lord your God. It shall be what? Believe his prophet. It shall do what? Establishment and prosperity. Coming through what? Obedience. Saul obeyed. He prospered him. Saul disobeyed. He did what? Demoted him. So honored the anointing, he was promoted. Despised the anointing, dishonored, God demoted. What you garbage in is what what? You garbage in. Enough of that struggle. It is time to hear. Conclusion of the whole matter. It's time to put on the garment of fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord is a garment you must wear. If you wear that garment, you will come to the habitation of brokenness. Where every human being needs to dwell to make it in life. Do you know how old this Bible is? Do you know how old this Bible is? This Bible has served generation from generation before you were born. There is nothing new and old about this Bible. What the ancestor did is in this Bible. What the one in front will still do? And the Bible. Does the dress code of God change? Why would your own change? Does his character change? Why would your own change? How he reasons, how he thinks, how he moves, he does. Does it change? Why will your own change? You are just allowing the devil to employ you as his agents. Wear dress, barb hair, earring, no long nails, makeup, do all those things. Is there, this Christianity is in the mind. You wear that thing that makes someone not to concentrate in the word of God, concerning the word of God. You wear those things that make people have accident where they're driving. You say Christianity is in the mind. Meanwhile, you have called someone to have a sit down and go to hell. And you see, Christianity is in the mind, but you are taking somebody to hell. Tomorrow, you are the one causing men to rape you in the streets. You move now, you don't wear pants. Your bonbon will be hitting up and down, upstairs, downstairs, upstairs, downstairs. And then you say they have come to rape you in the office, in the house, on the streets. Package yourself properly. No, it's new design. Wear clothes that will cover your breast very well. No, it's new design. Jet age. I remember our forefathers, my grandmother, I know how they used to dress. Our mothers, I know how to they dress. Look back. Did you ever see your mom, if you can remember, sitting down using scarf to cover her legs? The generation the devil has outlined to destroy. Who are you that your parents would tell something you argue in those days? You don't have right to choose anything nowadays. 
You don't have right to choose any. In fact, in those days at the village, they would just call you one evening. You come. They say, sit down. Do you know this man? You say, I don't know the man. They say, that's your new husband. Why are you running to? Well, that's your new husband. You don't have any say. Whether the man has fat tummy or bad head or one eye, you don't have any say. But God has given us freedom, but not freedom to abuse privileges. No freedom to abuse what? Privileges. Freedom as you know God to make choice. That is what it is. But not for us to choose ungodliness. Not for us to choose the things of the devil. Not for us to walk in disobedience. Not for us to walk in disobedience. Not for us to challenge his commandments. Do you know what a man of God is saying about you? He'll be talking to you, he'll be arguing. You'll be arguing. Let me tell you, don't joke with God. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandment. For this is the whole duty of what? Fear God. We don't understand what fear of God means. Fear of God is not a notion. It's not a choice. It's a commandment. Keep his commandment. It's not a statement. Commandment is a military order. There is no kind of military that is not in heaven. Military that did not fire one bullet, but he delivered the whole nation out of the hand of Pharaoh in Egypt. What that military are you talking about? Military that did not fire one bullet. Three nations, the Mobile, Mansi, and Ammon, that stood before King Joseph and people of Judah, perished. Military that did not fire one bullet. King Sinacharab, that thought he was the almighty man on earth playing God before King Hezekiah crumbled and his soldiers. What do you want to know about this God that is not in the Bible? Why do you want to see his rots? Why do you want to see whether what he's saying is the truth or lie? Why? Why are you taking God for granted? Why do we choose to keep on living the way we want to live? Even when God is crying, he's in pain, he's showing what is about befalling us. And some of you think that God is your mate. Maybe you look at the man of God. Familiarity. You know him very well. So when he talks to you, he's nobody. It's not only in this church. All over the world. After message, you see people gather to analyze the message. And then look at where to find fault and judge the man of God. Instead of them looking at where God is finding fault in their life. And where to correct. Rather, they look at where to find fault in the message God has sent through the man of God. What is it that matters to you in life? Where will you spend eternity? Who are you putting in front in this journey of life? Who is going with you in this journey? 14. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. He shall bring every work. Nothing is hidden in his sight. Open one secret one will be made manifest. Conclusion of the whole matter. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. Conclusion of the whole matter. What is pushing us on this earth? Why do we want to destroy ourselves for earthly pot of porridge? What is it that is driving you on this earth that you want to destroy yourselves? 
your destiny. Wonderful destiny the Lord has given to us. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. Why we look not at the things we shall see? Remove your eyes from the physical things of life. But at the things we shall not see. Focus on the things that are not seen. Focus on his prophecies. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. Focus on his prophecies, on his messages. Focus on those visions, those things he has shown you about yourself. Avoid those distractions the enemy is bringing your way. They are meant to hinder your relationship with God. That is why the devil is bringing them. Your focus should not be altered. He said, for the things which are seen are what? Temporal. Calamity is temporal. Reproachment and disgrace. Sicknesses are temporal. He sent for his word and healed. That sickness is subject. Must back to the word of God. That calamity. They are temporal. That sorrow is temporal. That lack, setback, stagnation, failure. Procrastination, delay, disappointment. Close those syndrome. They are temporal. Don't focus on them. They are temporal. Don't focus on them. That sorrow. Hatred, bewitchment, poverty, demotion, devourer. They are temporal. Don't focus on them. Stop wasting your time on them. Don't exalt those issues. Let your eyes be focused on the blueprint God had given to you about your life. If Joseph had focused on those problems, he wouldn't have been a governor in Egypt. God had ordained him a governor, but God allowed those problems to come his way. Without those problems, Joseph wouldn't have fulfilled his vision. God-given vision to be a governor. The problems before you are allowed to take you to where God is taking you to in life. If Abraham didn't sacrifice his son, didn't obey God, covenant promises wouldn't have turned to covenant blessings. It was because somebody acted by faith that you and I are Christians and children of God today. The faith of one man is what has produced multitude of children all over the world called Christians for God. The faith of somebody called Joseph, the faith of somebody called David, they had challenges like you and I have today. But they refused to look at those issues. They refused to allow those issues bring them down. To alter their vision. They stood forth. How will you get to that level if you don't encounter these issues in life? When issues come forth, you hold on to the word of God in your life. He said those issues are temporary. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. But the things which are not seen are what? Eternal. The vision God gave to Joseph, they were permanent. The vision God gave to David, even when Prophet Samuel died, remained permanent. As long as his faith did not waver. The vision God gave to Abraham is what we are all beneficiaries of today. He never altered his faith in God. In spite of challenges he encountered in life, if you allow issues to alter where God is taking you to, that'd be too bad. When you come to the realm where all that matters to you is God, no issue can derail you in life. As long as the race of eternity is involved, there is nothing in the natural realm that matters. Where we are today does not matter. Where we are today does not matter. What matters is where we 
are going to. Where we are going to, that's where matters. Where we are going to. If your time is up in a second, where you are, you will see that empire you have built. That vehicle, that private jet, the money in all the countries in this world, not even one of them will cross with you. Because what is of the earth is what? Earthly. Tangible things cannot work in the spiritual. I can't take them to the spiritual. What matter is where we're going to? That you are president of this country, president of America, Russia, president of the whole world will not alter anything in your favor once you stand before the throne of grace. All the money you have, the silver, the gold, they belong to God. The owner of that ship in a thousand, thousand years. The earth is long, the fullness. So, what do you say? My own, my own, my own. You are what? You don't own anything. You don't own anything on this earth. What God gave those things to you for? It's just for you to use to serve Him. There's so many people are so foolish that they amass, amass that wealth, amass, amass. It becomes their God. You cannot serve God and mammon. Instead of using to do the work of God. At that point, you find out it doesn't matter. Those things doesn't matter. You can't take it. You can't bribe God. I have private jet. Let me give you private jet. God does not need your jet to fly. He doesn't need your jet to fly. He doesn't need your citizenship to enter America or any country. He owns those countries. He has heavenly visa. He doesn't need your private jet. He has his own private jet. He doesn't like this. He lands at any airport he wants to land. He doesn't need you to open the door for him to come into your house. Because your house belongs to him. Even that demonic kingdom, cultic kingdom, he is the head of principalities and what? Power. He sees what they do. He decides. Leave that child. You can't sacrifice that child. It's my child. The oracle will tell the people, who brought this child here for sacrifice? Oracle have rejected him. It's not that idiot called marine kingdom, which our court or bony that rejected it. It is God that spoke to their court grandmaster. You cannot sacrifice it. If you sacrifice, your business will close. It can only happen if all that matters in your life is Jesus. You can't sacrifice my son. There are sheep, there are goats. If you are his sheep, he said, no, this is my sheep. If you are goats, he said, this one is for the devil. People can sacrifice. That's why some people, when they catch them, they sacrifice them. The lion saw Daniel. He said, no, I don't eat this kind of food. He said, lion, they made a mistake. He said, Daniel, they made a mistake by bringing here. Daniel, you can lie on my head. I'm enough to be a good pillar and phone for you. And Lion became a friend of Daniel. Because immediately he saw Daniel. He saw the Spirit of God in Daniel. He saw God in Daniel. Pharaoh saw Joseph and said, Can we see such a man in whom the Spirit of God is? What do people see in you? Can they see the Spirit of God in you when they see you? They can only see the Spirit of God in you if all that matters in your life is Jesus. Come hold They can only see the Spirit of God in you if you make room for Jesus and for yourself. Nothing matters on this earth. The earlier you understand that nothing matters you come to the level of personal cross examination that your time belongs to God. When you come to the level that nothing matters on this earth, your money becomes God's money. Your family becomes the family of God. 
your actions, your words, you begin to think like God, act like God, see like God, do things that God will want to do things. Before you do anything, say, is this thing acceptable to God? That's what is called fear of the Lord. If God does not matter in your life, you give excuses, you won't come to church. If God does not matter in your life, you give excuses, why you will you obey your pastors? You justify your disobedience. As long as God does not matter in your life, you keep on finding faults in that man of God. You keep on finding faults in that message that is ordained to transform you. You see that message that the man of God preaches because of you. Instead of that message bringing forth deliverance, that message brings forth judgment onto the person. Because God does not matter. If God matters in your life, you live your life in a way that will not be God. If God says, don't wear trousers, don't do those things he does not like. Man of God don't need to see you. Doesn't need to monitor you. You will just begin to do. You say keep off from that evil relationship. You will just begin to obey him. Nobody needs to monitor you. Even if man of God does not monitor you, is God not seeing you? Yeah, all that matters. Yes, keep you in front of our melody. Because yeah, all that matters. Where you are today does not matter. What matters is where you are going to. On earth there was a rich man. And there was a poor man called Lazarus. But the wealth and fame and status, achievement, accomplishment of that rich man did not take him to heaven. But the poor man called Lazarus found his way to heaven. In heaven, that poor man became the head. But that rich man became the tail in hell. And that rich man was asking for a favor from that person that he rejected on earth. Who are you putting in front? Who we are today, where we are, does not matter in comparison to spiritual evaluation God has done for us. Who we are ends here on this earth. It ends in this natural realm. Where we are ends on this earth, in this natural realm. Where we are ends here in this natural realm. Our status ends here. Our fame, our wealth, our spiritual gift. I want 1,000 crusades for you. I want 1 million souls for you. Without making God the only thing that matters in your life, you can't make it. It ends here. You can't take that spiritual gift to heaven because you don't need to win any soul in heaven. The connections we have. I see people boast. I'm connected to the governor. I'm connected to the president. I'm connected to this. I'm connected to the head. That oil company. I'm connected to teach executive company. I don't see people boast that I'm connected to Jesus. Come on, Even the men of God, the body of Christ, you see men of God boasting who they are connected to. Does Jesus really matter in your life? Are you connected to Jesus? Because the person you are connected with even find himself in hell. Why must you be connected to the person that all of you will end up in hell? Connect to a person that will take you to heaven. The only one that causes kings and kingdoms to ascend and to descend. Our empires, our kingdoms, our accomplishments, ancient earth, in the natural realm. Nothing physical can go beyond the natural realm. Because he that is of the earth, of the flesh, is earthly. 
And he that cometh from heaven, cometh from above, cometh from the supernatural. He that cometh from above, is just to empower us to make eternity in heaven. For everything we see, everything we touch, we feel, we smell, we taste, we accomplish on this earth. Without Christ, in isolation of Christ, are in the natural realm and are all about flesh. Such investments or accomplishments are likened to corruptible treasures laid off for the destruction of the soul of mankind on earth. We cannot serve God and mammon. For where your treasures is, is indeed where your heart will be. The physical body we see of the natural realm, of course, they are flesh and they want us to lay our treasures on earth for earthly pleasures. But our spirit, our soul, the character of Christ in us, the fruit of the spirit, which we do not see our day or giving to us to quicken our resolve to make eternity in heaven because they are of eternal composition. Heaven is free and hell is free. Heaven is eternal. Hell is eternal. But where your treasure is, which is where your heart is located, we determine where you spend eternity. For no man can serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and mammon. Joshua declared as for me and my household will serve the Lord. Can the Lord testify of you and your family in this light? Do we hide this thing? We are about doing from Abraham. Seeing that Abraham will cause his household to serve us. The Lord God can do nothing except he revealed it to his servants, the prophets. When all that matters to you in life is Jesus, there is nothing the Lord will not reveal to you. His words are true. He revealed deep and secret to his children. Out of the mouth of babes and suckling has he ordained princes. He revealed things to his children which the wisdom of the world cannot discern. That's why he raised children to be talking about his kingdom. And people of the world are, ah, is this real? Are you sure? Scientists are still analyzing, researching. Researchers are everywhere. Is it true? Is it? And they say human beings transform from what? Gorilla animals to become human beings. And they forget that if we are transformed from that realm as animals, one day will transform to fish. You see the wisdom of man? Instead of them to accept the fact that God is God, they want to rubbish God, but nobody can rubbish God. Today people are talking about rewriting the Bible. They want to write Bible for this generation. Mm-hmm. Some people want to know who God is. They want to really know who God is. That this God can command the ground to open up and swallow everything about that person. And wiped out. No trace. People don't know who God is. But if you see him as all that matters in your life, he becomes a lamb and a friend to you. But if you dare him, he becomes a lion. Can you fight a lion? Can God count to you and your family in this manner, unfortunately, in this present generation, parents are unable to tame and train their children according to the ways of the Lord. Because some parents are guilty of breaking the hedge. Parents are children of this generation have fair God. 
The church that is supposed to mentor the children of God have fed God. And we have found ourselves in a position where it is God for us all and everyone on his own. These days we notice mass rebellion against God by children. I don't want to serve God again. They want to tell God the way they will serve God. I don't want to be a pastor. I don't want to be an evangelist. I, don't, I just want to come to the church and do what I will do for God and go from the church. Who told you? Did you bring yourself into this world? When you are employing a company, you tell the company what you want to do there. Is it not the company that gives you terms of what? Employment and service. They post you what they want to post you. They detail duty they want to give to you. Do you come to any company and say, this is where I want to work and that is where you must put me. So God employs you for an assignment on earth. You want to tell God what you do. Some parents get to the level whereby their children grows out of control on Sunday service, they go to church, the children at home. I've seen that. The children at home. Incidentally, some of them are Sunday school teachers. They begin to flock other people's children for coming late. And then one woman said, Madam, where are your children? Where are your children? You are flogging my children. Where are your own children? Children are too big. They can't listen to their parents. They can't come to church again. They decide when they want to come. Don't joke with God. You cannot stand his rot. The Lord said there are many children in here. There's no respect of persons. Many children in here. What kind of room are you making? You can't make room for God on your own condition. Do you decide how you go to school? Is it not the teacher that will set exam for you? Is it not the teacher that will give you projects? Is it not the teacher that will mark you? Mark your project for you. Do you tell them what to do? Why do you people think? In the house, of, oh, if you, oh, God does not pay me now. Church does not pay me. Abby, can you pay for the life he has given to you? Go to the hospitals. There are no millionaires that are battling for their life. They are dying every day, every hour, every second. As I speak, a lot of people are dying. Ask them. If God removed that bread from you, you are gone. Then your superstar has finished. Go and see all the superstars. What happened? Once there is it, this earth is, is gone. Everything is gone. You can't be a superstar for God. You must submit to God. Some people decide how they come to church. The time they come, the days they come, you know, my work. My work is too tedious. So I decide to sleep on a Sunday. But I don't hear them say, my work is so tedious, I decided to sleep on a Monday. My, my office should understand. On Tuesday, I couldn't go to work because I was sleeping. My office should understand. On Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I don't hear them say they didn't go to work. They had to rest. But on Sunday, some of them will say, I worked too hard this, this way. So I decided to rest. <laughs> God will deliver his children who are willing to be delivered. It is so unfortunate how parents handle issues concerning their children these days because you can only give out what you have holiness discipline begins holiness and discipline today the holy spirit reminded us of the only thing that is needful on this earth the only thing that is needful in this journey of life is jesus christ he is all that really matters all that really matters. All that really matters. There are things, questions you ask yourself. You will come to
to the point of personal cross-examination where you cross-examine your activities on earth. The progress of where he came to himself. He asked a question about his father's house. Does not servants, I did not everywhere my father's house. How many do those have? You have thousands of them that I should be here. He asked himself a question. There are questions you must ask. You bring before the Lord. And the Lord will say his own reply. Ask what I will give unto thee. What do you want me to do for you? Once you get to that level, you are made in life. We'll get to that level in Jesus' name. Bow your hands and begin to appreciate the Lord this morning. We have had a message this morning. Indeed, many of us need to make room for Jesus in our lives. Many of us who have already made rooms have moved him out from our lives. We need to welcome him back. I want you to begin to talk to him. What is it that made you to move the Lord out of your life? The fame you want? Is it that fame? Is it the money? The stardom? Is it a marriage? Is it a relationship? Unfulfilled requests before the Lord. I think we think the Lord is too slow. And we decide to handle it our own ways. But the question this morning is that what will we be living for if we don't have the Lord in our life? What will you and I gain if we don't have his spirit in us? Begin to work on him back. We have made him to spoil our eyes. We repent and we are sorry. Father, come back and take your proper position in our lives. Your blood was not shed in vain for us. We repent, Father. Let your precious blood purge us. Cleanse us, Lord. Today we realize that the only thing that matters in our lives. And for those under the sound of my voice who have not given their lives to Christ, open your mouth and begin to repent. Ask for his mercies for not recognizing him as your Lord and Savior. This why now you have come to terms that he is all that matters in your life. Ask his blood to purge you, ask his blood to cleanse you, ask him to reposition you to be who he wants you to be, ask his blood to blot out your name from the book of death and hell, and let his blood rewrite your name in the book of life. Father, we thank you for your mercies. We thank you, Lord. We are nothing without you. Not even our earthly fame can speak for us in your presence. Our achievement, our status, our position cannot speak for us in your presence. It is only you. And this one, we want you to know that you're the only thing that matters in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for accepting us back into your throne of grace. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. We thank you for listening to the Anointed Word of Life by Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. You can reach us at number 7A, Awaniye Lemo Street, Ajawo Estate, off International Airport Road, Lagos, or anointedassembly.org. For prayer and counseling, please call 070-3668-7445. May God richly bless you.